morning, everyone. Very, very warm welcome to today's pre-market trade plan live session, which is your opportunity to be as prepared as we can for today's trading opportunities. Um, so today now is Friday, uh, the 22nd of September. We've had a, a pretty eventful um, last day and a half, really. Um, so we've got some... We've got a decent understanding in terms of what's happening. Uh, we positioned ourselves quite early for those moves. We had some extensive follow through yesterday. So now we're in this process of kind of uh, profit taking and um, trying to establish where the best um, we were willing to let these particular trades run so that we can maximize our returns. And we've had some two days of very significant volatility uh, in the direction in which we're looking to trade them, which is good. So. Um, we're in positive territory, significant positive territory now for the week. We've had a couple of sort of pretty dodgy weeks where nothing was sticking. We, we won't get any sort of clarity in these markets. And, and that all changed Wednesday uh, evening. Um, and it's likely to continue to change things um, as things unfold. So there is some, some, there's a lot of pressure building on these markets um, to the downside. And I'll, I'll sort of break it down for you in just a little bit more detail uh, very shortly. Uh, let's start, of course, with our risk warning. Just take a brief moment to familiarize yourself with our risk warning. Good morning, everybody. Good to have you with us. Some big moves indeed, yes. Okay, so all profitable traders need to consider, of course, trade selection. So which markets do we trade? Well, we've got quite a strong focus on, on US um, uh, dollar-denominated markets. Uh, for obvious reasons, they're, they're the major global player. There is opportunities elsewhere, but um, that's been a huge focus of ours um, for quite some time now. Uh, entries, where do we look at enter and exit these markets? Uh, how do we manage risk? It's, it's very important to calculate risk. Uh, make sure you understand how much capital you're committing to each trade um and trade management as well so we had a good discussion yesterday about you know should we not be mitigating risk uh, on a trade when it moves significantly in our favor and broadly the answer is yes but at the right time um and there's there's things that we can look for which determines whether um because the last thing you want to do is bring your mitigate so much risk or even book in profit and get far too close to the current price you want to give it time to evolve and, and continue to make progress. And that's currently the phase that we're in right now. And trade psychology, there's some, there'll be an interesting, um, today we're going to speak about a little bit more about the, the psychology between buyers and sellers and uh, what happens if you're a buyer in a, in a very bearish market and vice versa. And, um, and how price action is likely to play out over the course of the trading day. Um, so we'll discuss a little bit of that. And, and just to let you know, we discuss these elements, you know, every day, every trade we get into, we kind of break down elements of, of this currently up on the screen. We're strong advocates of being consistent in our approach. Um, we are accurate with the levels we use. We're disciplined with our own capital. Uh, we encourage you to be the same. Whoops. And also um, we're, we can be patient when needed. So, you know, we kept talking about indecisive markets and, and a lot of patience needed over the last couple of weeks. And now we've got a lot more of an aggressive view of these markets. Um, so, and that's how these market conditions can change and evolve uh, relatively swiftly. 
Okay, so so let's um, let's have a look at these news. Uh, we it's been a pivotal week for central banks. And if you um, if we scroll down, um, uh, yeah, let's start with Wednesday's um, inflation numbers coming in much better than expected. That set up to BOE yesterday to actually pause. So there was a dovish surprise, um, not just in the BOE, there was a, a dovish surprise as well for the uh, Swiss National Bank. So we're seeing these central banks take the stance of, of needing or wanting to pause. So every economy is in a slightly different phase. So inflation in Switzerland versus the UK is in a very, very different different state. Um, in the UK, inflation is above uh, the current rate, uh, current interest rate, whereas um, uh, inflation in Switzerland is actually just below 2% and the, the central bank decided to hold rates at, at 1.75. So a couple of um, dovish surprises, uh, but the big sort of market mover really has been the Fed who decided to pause, but they with the economic projections, it, the market soon adopted it as, a, as a quite a hawkish pause. So they're expecting interest rates to stay longer, to stay higher for longer. And that, along with sort of rising bond yields, which we'll talk about in a second, uh, is a nice recipe for, for further downside. And uh, it's the reason for the volatility that we've seen over the last couple of couple of weeks. Uh, sorry, a couple of days, should I say. We had limited volatility for a couple of weeks there, but then, you know, we were able to get those moves. So um, so that's the backdrop. Yesterday's unemployment claims coming in way below. So we've still got this really strong jobs market and uh, Philly Fed manufacturing actually looks like it's slightly worsening. Um, and all of this information is going into to today's news events. So we've just had the BOJ um, keep rates on hold, still willing to to accommodate the economy. They're not quite at, at target in terms of what, what they're looking to achieve. They're on their way towards it. And they now have um, the coming out of this 30-odd uh, year uh, stagnate, stagnating economy. And this is why the BOJ have pursued this uh, inflationary sort of tactic. So they're not there yet. We, we, we're currently, apparently, we, we still have uh, Yuda, the, um, the the Fed chair, um, still giving his, his press conference, the BIJ press conferences in here. It's currently underway now, so um, we'll probably get a little bit of a market update now when we switch rooms um, at 8 o'clock. Um, so um, all eyes on, on sort of economic... Um, Uh, news, we, we, we've got retail sales for the UK economy coming out actually below expectations. We're still in positive territory as opposed to um, the previous month, which was in negative territory. So uh, we're kind of bouncing just a little bit, but not as much as the market anticipated. So a bit of a mixed picture there. And now the, the whole day really is full of um, manufacturing and services PMI numbers. So we're going to get a, a um, a bit of a snapshot in terms of where we're at. And I just want to draw your attention to the, the, the potential 
difference between manufacturing and services. So if we understand, well, it is the case that below 50 represents contraction, above 50 represents expansion. And you can see, firstly, across, this is all expected numbers, that you can see that we're, ex we're actually expecting a contracting manufacturing and services base across the French economy, German economy, the Eurozone as a whole, uh, the UK, um, and also the US as well. Now, the only sort of one that, that looks like it's very, very mildly uh, expanding is flash services uh, in the US. Apart from that, we're in kind of contracting. Um, and this is really what underpins, this is some of the things that kind of underpins uh, these uh, central bank monetary policy decisions is like the, the projected growth. Um, so on Wednesday, they make uh, assessments with this economic projections on on growth, uh, inflation and unemployment. And unemployment is remaining really quite, quite solid, quite. Um, so we're not seeing the, the delay effects of rate hikes kicking in as far as job numbers are concerned. But we are beginning to see some economic negativity just beginning to feed through and manufacturing and services numbers would 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 be be doing that so we're currently in a series of trades and we think that these numbers unless they're very significant surprises to the upside which we don't think there is um these these numbers would only kind of support our um our kind of current view that um the economic conditions are beginning to to worsen um access to capital interest rates pushing higher um tighter market conditions uh, tighter um, uh, access to to finance is is getting much much tighter we've got global bond yields pushing higher um so it's a uh, we're now beginning to see and and these economic um uh, numbers due out today will will kind of reinforce perhaps the, the current position. Um, this might be a, a decent time to perhaps have a look at um, bond yields before we look at these charts. Just looking at the difference between a two and a 10 year. So we have these bond markets reacting in a way in which we probably would have anticipated further upside going into this news event, but there's a lot of analysts talking about peaking around 5% for the two year. Um, and I think we were around 4.2, 4.25, I think it was for the, for the 10 year that we were sort of on the, on the verge of peaking with these rates. So we never really subscribed to that, but we didn't really expect the, 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 the significant acceleration that we've seen over the last couple of days. And all of this just, it adds more weight to the, the global equity story. So that's why our bias is still to the downside. And we're, we're pretty, we're really wanting to let these winners run. And unless we have anything significantly changed, that's gonna be our, our bias. Um, it's probably worth at this point, just bringing you back to the narratives behind these markets. Uh, we come back to the, the trade plan in a second, but. We are firmly in this little little phase. Oops. Um, let's get up our pen. 
so we're firmly in this kind of hawkish fed phase and we're not necessarily getting follow through across um, other central banks. In fact, we've had a pause in the S&B, uh, the, the yen or the BOJ and also the uh, BOE. So we've had pauses along the way. But it's worth just noting that um, one of the narratives to, that, that's really getting to grips with these markets is the fact that we've got a hawkish Fed. Yes, they paused, but, you know, they actually sort of maintained and said, look, rates are going to be a lot higher for a lot longer than we anticipated. And that's what um, many participants in this market uh, weren't really expecting. So that's causing the discounting in prices that we're currently seeing. And it's really due to to, to stickier or, or potentially the, the, the higher rate type environment, which um, we'll see, you know, we're going to be monitoring, these central banks are very data dependent and we're going to adopt that very significant uh, view. And if we get negative manufacturing services data today, it, it'll add more downside pressure. If we, for some reason, get sort of positive territory, then we'll probably see a little bit of a, consistent bounce so we, we need to manage these news events now um which is a, a new phase for this market so since covid a lot of these major news sort of data points were were sort of sidelined and it was more about you know central bank and um and money supply and um balance sheet um decline in balance sheets and and from the fed and also on the treasury side of things so there's um this debt situation is sort of building up really quite significantly um so we're not really in the hard landing or the recession narrative just yet it's, it seems to be really focusing on the fact that actually the fed were a lot more hawkish than than what we anticipated so from a narrative that would certainly feed that kind of risk off trade we're, we're getting risk sentiment um very negative currently and we think that's likely to continue that means a downside move for the indices and we're seeing the dollar strengthen it's more of an indice move than a dollar move uh, so far so um we'll have to keep on keep an eye on those developments in the dollar we've absolutely got bond yields pushing higher and we'll have a look at, at the second um the potential for commodities to actually roll over to the downside so we're, we're firmly in this in this little camp here in terms of narrative that's what driving price and we're just trying to benefit uh, from that um so so what are we in let's 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 share our screen with you we'll uh so we're in the s p to the downside we've had a really really significant move you can see how we've had very little sort of correction in these markets. Um, this is the daily time frame for the S&P. Um, so let's break this down. So really sizable move. And we're still sort of managing this trade to the downside. We had further continuation last night. We're just getting this little dead cap bounce. So if you look at the, the we're getting a little bit of um a bit of positivity creeping through around strong support so we're looking for this all of those buyers that are coming in looking to buy at these lows we think are going to be met with resistance at some point and we'll, we'll get further downside um same situation for the nasdaq we've had two days of selling we probably think we're going to be getting more um it doesn't have to be today but 
it, it would um, it would fit nicely if we got some continuation today, um, and then we can reassess going into next week's trading. So our view is very much to the downside for these equity markets. Yeah, so the FTSE and the DAX, uh, like you can see that we're, we could be pretty close to uh, that little breakout to the downside for the DAX. That would be another one that potentially we could add. Um, so we can keep an eye on the DAX a little bit more. FTSE, there's a bit more of an upside um, bias with the FTSE and it's due to the sort of the bearish pound. So you have this inverted um, correlation with the pound. So as the pound lowers, you, you can often, uh, that often correlates to uh, an upside move in the FTSE. So as you know, our focus has very much been on the pound as opposed to the, the FTSE itself. A um, bit of a bounce for the, you can see the long-term sideways pattern in these markets. Um, the Fed is in a slightly more active position really for us. So uh, Bitcoin, we're just, we're just trading around these lows. So nothing really going on there. Um, so indice markets, we've got a sort of a bearish view, I suppose, except for the FTSE. Um, commodities, so gold and oil, we, we were talking that we would like a, a proper corrective move. We, we very nearly got there yesterday, not quite. It kind of finished very much indecisive. And um, we still think there's probably a little bit further downside before we can probably start buying um, US oil once more and uh, gold. Um, strong little bounce off yesterday's sort of bearish move. not making, not filling us with, with kind of huge confidence. And, and this is one of the reasons why we weren't willing to get into gold is because we either need to break above the 1950 or we need to break below the 1900 pretty much. And at that point, gold becomes interesting for us when we're in this sort of range and we're bouncing up and down. It doesn't really fill us with that much confidence. Okay, so just um, focusing on the dollar then. Uh, our bias is still to the downside, being held up quite nicely uh, in the euro. Um, again, this is uh, for a bearish market and for a risk-off trade as well. This is remarkably kind of positive. Um, the pound, our bias would still be to the downside. We still think we'll get further downside moves uh, on this. If we do get a corrective move, it's an opportunity to, to sell at a much higher price. So this is what we're seeing for the yen. Just a quick look at the yen. A bit of positivity for the euro dollar, pound yen, um, and and dollar yen. So when we get this economic data coming through, this is the point at which we would look at sort of further selling. So we've had a, a really strong pullback going into the BOJ this morning. Um, once we once Yuda finishes his press conference. Um, this could be timed nicely to start looking at kind of further selling opportunities because um, we do have this sort of bearish bias for the British pound. So that, that's the yen, bit of structural sort of positivity, well, negativity for the yen. Um, the BOJ are still sticking to their guns on holding rates firm and also um, keeping that yield curve pretty tight. As soon as there's signs that, that the BOJ will be reversing from that, you'll see an influx of capital into the end and you'll see 
Um, it's, it's, it's a timing issue for us. So positivity for the for the dollar against the against the Swiss franc. Not much is really happening just yet. We've got a we were able to get into this trade to the upside yesterday. Um, haven't really seen that progress to any great extent. We're we're pretty much in this little consolidated phase for the Aussie dollar, and same situation for the New Zealand dollar. Um, and uh, I suppose the break above the eighty seven hundred for the euro against the pound would be worth looking at, but I think we're committed to the pound in, in the other markets. So, so with all this in mind then, uh, our, we're going to switch rooms now guys for you, but um, just to sort of summarize this market, risk off market conditions due to a hawkish pause from Fed. Bond, bond yield story is, um, is is quite an important feature of, of this kind of um, risk-off market condition. So we've still broadly got um, US indice weakness, uh, that dollar strength trade. So from a, a trade selection perspective, we'd, we'd only be looking to probably trade in those, um, in those markets. We're not really interested in spending too much time outside of these markets for now. We don't really have a decent opportunity as we're closing out the week in, in, in the commodity markets. Um, and uh, we do have a sort of a bearish view of these, uh, the pound pairs. So, um, let's put that in there. let's put that in there okay um not really wanting to call the the yen although it's weakening quite considerably um we might get a bit of sort of corrective price action there so what i'm going to do is just post that into the chat box for you guys so you've got sort of a from a trade selection perspective we've got um a number of markets to look at and we, that's what we spend time doing in our live trade room. So our market summary is risk off market conditions due to hawkish pause from the Fed, which was a bit of a surprise for the markets and, and these rising bond yields are causing further downside um, risk off conditions. What does that mean? It means we can look for opportunities for further downside moves in the US indices. So the, uh, the NASDAQ and the, the S&P, we can look for dollar strength. It doesn't, like markets like the dollar Swiss could be standing out a little bit from yesterday's SMB, but elsewhere the dollar's not looking, it's not looking fantastic just yet. And then that dollar, that pound weakness story, we think is likely to continue. So we've already discussed the narratives. That's really what our focus is on. It's that risk off condition. So on that note, guys, thanks very much for joining us. We're, we're going to switch rooms now, of course. Uh, if you've got any questions, feel free to post them into the chat box and, uh, just to let you know, we trade these markets live every morning from 8 a.m. for the European session. And we're back again at 12.45 p.m. for the U.S. trading session. So we like to get the those market opens and, and, and discuss what traders are likely to do over the course of that particular trading session and um, sort of try to adapt accordingly. So just for more information, just go to the live and uh, any questions, do let us know. On that note, thanks so much for joining us as always. Do take care. Uh, 
Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate it. And we'll speak to you soon. Bye for now.